And this is Righteous Ramblings, a podcast that's sponsored by Women Walking Anew under the umbrella of Walking Anew, a nonprofit organization. I was struck in November 2018, which this past November made four years of my recovery. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Yes, hallelujah. And beginning uh, to discuss the health disparities in black and brown communities. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did go to the physician, my my primary care physician, the previous April. I wasn't diagnosed with anything. I was healthy, had my blood work done, was healthy. And then in November, I had a stroke. Okay, so back up, mm-hmm. sissy. Mm-hmm. You have been going to the doctor regularly. Regularly. Okay, so yeah, just to be clear, listeners, we are moving into this discussion around the topic that we're going to spend a little bit of time on. And we're spending time on this topic of health disparities in Black and Brown communities because we have personal stories. It's important to us to engage our listeners around, you know, our journey with the hopes that something that happened in our space will help to spur you on or encourage you to do something different related to your health. Um, and if even if not to do something different, to be more intentional about your health. So I just want to rewind. <laughs> My sissy said, Rody said, row, row, you're going to hear me call her all kinds of things because, you know, we got love languages that you guys will get to know about. But she had been going to the doctor. She was seeing the doctor. How long had you been seeing this doctor? I have been seeing this doctor since 2012. And the stroke happened in? 2018. Okay. So 12, 34, 56, 78. Six years. Yes. You've been seeing this doctor regularly. Regularly. And regularly, they said, or left you believing everything's good. If we don't call you, everything is good. Right. We'll call you if something is not good. Right. Meaning pertaining to your uh, results from your blood work. Mm-hmm. So for six years. Six years. Going to get my mammogram. Going to get my physical. Mm-hmm. Going to get my regular blood work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. For six years. And nobody called you. Nobody called me. So you were in good health. I was in good health. Yeah. According to everything you understood. To that, yeah. Yeah, I had a little bit of high blood pressure, but not enough to put me on medication. Who told you that? That's what the primary care physician had, because my, oh, okay. my, my blood pressure elevated a little bit mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. but there was nothing alarming, mm-hmm. according to the according doctor. To the doctor. Mm-hmm. And they did a series of blood work. A series of blood work, mm-hmm. like every time. Mm-hmm. You know, you become a certain age, you know, over 50. Mm-hmm. Which we are. Yes, which we are. <laughs> You know, they look for certain things. Mm-hmm. So there's no indication of anything of high blood pressure or cholesterol levels or diabetes mm-hmm. or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Now, once I had my stroke and I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. I was a diabetic, mm. had high blood pressure mm. and had high cholesterol. Okay. Just all came all out. Came all of a sudden. Right. Now, no. I'm on all these medications. Wow. Yes. So then do you, well, let me back up again. Mm. Did the doctor or the nurses or anyone ever give you a copy of your blood work? No, I never got a copy of my blood work. Did you ever ask? Never asked. Because what? they said, if because we don't, they said, if we didn't call you, you're good. 
Okay. okay. That's what I understood. Gotcha. I understand better now. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But you mm-hmm. trusted your doctor. I trusted my doctor. You trusted the nurses that were working with your doctor. Yes. They communicated to you for six years that girl, if we don't call you, you are good. good. Right. Oh, yeah, you got a little bit of ele- elevation in your blood pressure, but nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry and about. So they sent you on your way on and then way. bam, what happened? happened? Stroke, which was caused by uh, uh, coronic artery was blocked. <laughs> and you would think they would got some indication Something. of that. You would think. Hmm. Okay. That's what the result was. So carotid artery blocked. Yes. Stroke happened. Stroke happened. Blood clots in the brain. Yes. Praise Jesus. Praise Survivalism Jesus. here. Yes. yes. So we we have different versions of the experience because I came into the hospital while you were there. Yeah. And um, you were in survival mode. Yeah. And the doctor said it was touch and go that you had two blood clots in your brain that could explode at any moment. We don't know if you're going to make it through the night. Boom. Praise be to Jesus. You had prayer warriors and I could name some of them now that came and prayed over you, laid hands over you. And we all said, we we are not going to believe the doctor's report at the hospital. We're going to believe God's report. We believe what God says, but no, bam, here you are. You came through. Yes. You survived it. Survived it. Well, I mean, that's a relative word, right? Right. So what was coming through and coming out on the other end like for you? Um, Well, I had some speech impediment. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to do physical therapy, Mm -hmm. speech therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't speak the same. Yeah. I don't think the same. Mm -hmm. I don't multitask the same. Mm -hmm. So things have slowed down. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm Thank here. you, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And I'm still working. Yeah. I was out of work for maybe four months. Mm-hmm. And then I was released to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to speak to that. Um, the You know, I, I get I'm, my heart gets a little emotional because I have known really three versions of Rashonda. Right. Mm-hmm. That younger version of us, you know, navigating life. And our history, you mm-hmm. know, our addictions, uh, the things we clung to before yes. we clung to Christ, the lifestyles we led, and then this other other side of him bringing us to himself, making us his very own, us still being a little wild yeah. and crazy, yeah. but we belong to Jesus and he likes us and <laughs> he loves us actually the yeah. way we are. And he's constantly rebuilding and renewing yeah. our mind. That's yeah. why we're women walking anew every day, all day, air day, <laughs> you know, but the pre-stroke Rashonda and the post-stroke Rashonda, two different people. Yes. Yet the same. Yes. Yet the same. Yes. Yet the same. But yeah, speak differently, smile differently, mm-hmm. uh, navigate life differently. Mm-hmm. And that's been um, interesting for us. And I'm sure for you, mm-hmm. what are some things, um, what are some things that you've had to navigate through as thinking about like the information you got from your doctors? Had to navigate through being um, I'm mad. Yeah. I was furious. I was mad. You were pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. Pissed off. Yeah. Angry. You know, why you didn't tell me yeah. that I, I mean, how all of a sudden I became a diabetic? 
When I would come to the doctor for six years, nobody told me I was a diabetic. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on medication. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, it seems to me, it felt like to me like it's money. Mm-hmm. Like spend money. Mm-hmm. Spend money on medication. Or like like a lot of us here, a lot of black folk are, are, are diabetic or pre-diabetic now. Mm-hmm. Like it's a a cult. Mm-hmm. Like it's some kind of systematic issue going on with mm-hmm. black folk. Yeah, it's normal Every, for them to have it. Everybody has to be on insulin, uh, uh, metformin, mm-hmm. which is what I take. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seemed like I was like something, like I had to join the crowd. You know, join the, the group with the diabetic group. Well, what I'm struggling mm-hmm. with is before you reach the point where you now have to join this group, mm-hmm. it's like do I really have diabetes? Did I have it? Or right. That was I leaning towards getting diabetes, right. and it just all of a sudden came on with the stroke, or were there indicators of me having it all along? So I can get where you're saying, like, boom! All of a sudden after right. the stroke, I got to join the club and be on this medication. I'm curious about what were the indicators that led you to the moment of them saying, "Okay, join the club." Right. You have diabetes. So going backwards, like, were there ever any indicators? From there were no indicators. The doctor? From the doctor nothing? that I know. Of my body that I know. Mm. Actually, I don't know what that feels like. Wow. I don't know what diabetes feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what numbers feel like, you know, when you go take your blood work. Like, now I go to the doctor every three months to get my blood work done. Mm-hmm. Well, previously, I went once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's different mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, what what kind of conversation did you have with your doctor uh, about this whole journey, if anything? I asked him why he didn't tell me that I had high blood pressure or was leaning toward being diabetic. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have an answer for me that wow. I could recall. Wow. I remember because my mom had me go back to the doctor before um, I was released to go back to work mm-hmm. because she said, you're on this medication she said, you need someone to monitor you while you're on medication. Because I had, I got the medication from the hospital. Right, right. I didn't get the prescriptions from my doctor. Wow, I got right. the prescriptions from the hospital. And my mom said, somebody needs to monitor you. Mm-hmm. Which I was rebelling against that, going to the doctor. But I did, I went. And so since then, I've been on medication. Mm-hmm. For high blood pressure, for diabetes, and for high cholesterol. Which since I've, I've stopped eating meat, my high cholesterol medicine has the the uh dosage has been cut in half. Wonderful. From that. Yeah. But I'm still working my way through the diabetic medicine mm-hmm. and the high blood pressure medicine. Okay. So you went back to your doctor after the stroke, mm-hmm. after the emergency doctors put you on these three medications. Right. And your doctor still didn't have an answer for you. Didn't have an answer for me. And so now here you find yourself on these three new medications. Is it? Did he talk about your blood work or anything? No, but, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I forgot yeah. the doctor. He's died. He died. Okay. Well, before that, and that's a significant <laughs> point. Did he, he did he talk to you about from my heart attack? Okay, but we're gonna get to that. Let's. Oh, sorry. We're gonna back. Yeah, and I can I can feel that yeah. kind of. Yeah. We ain't going to go there, but right. anyway, um, <laughs> before he died of a heart attack, the same doctor that, you know, left you to almost right. die of a stroke, Lord forgive yeah. him, 
for not being a good doctor, but apparently he wasn't a good doctor to himself. Um, But did he ever say, I'm sorry? Did he ever say, let's look at your blood work? I must have missed something. Did he ever say anything? Never said anything. How soon after you met with him that time did you find out about him being deceased? Ah. Let me see. Wow. It was about three months. Oh, my God. It's true because it's time for me to go back to get another blood work. And I called the doctor Mm -hmm. and he wasn't there and never answered the phone. Oh, wow. And then I went. It happened. So it happened. The same building that he's in, this is where I go to get my mammogram. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to the office mm-hmm. where he was down the hall because it was time for me to get my mammogram. Mm-hmm. And the office was closed. Mm-hmm. And the ladies in the office of the mammogram is the one who told me. Oh, wow. That's how I found out. That he that had, had died yeah. of a heart No, attack. I think I Googled him. And I Googled him. I remember that. I Googled him and his obituary came up. That's right. I remember that. Yes. I remember nobody was answering the phone. And no one was in the office. No one was in the office. Nobody And I was upset about that too because nobody called the patient list. Wow. Wow. Nobody called the patient list. Wow. Wow. Nobody called the patient list. No communication all no. around. So now you pull up this doctor, boom, an obituary He's comes dead. up. Mm. You find out that he died of a heart attack. Mm. And um, then the office kind of referred me to another office. Okay. Okay. So I'm now with another office, which it happened to be beneficial to me because this doctor sent me to a neurologist. Wow. That doctor didn't send me to a neurologist. Wow. They sent me to a neurologist. Then he said, you didn't send a neurologist. And then they sent me to a cardiologist. Wow. Which this previous doctor didn't send me to any of those things. Wow. They sent me to nothing. Wow. Mm. Then he gave me permission to drive again, though. Okay, because <laughs> I, could, I could drive. That was him. Wait a minute. The previous doctor, the previous doctor gave me the one drive of a heart yeah, attack. Right. The one that never told you you had right. to be pressure. Though for Georgia law is that you're not supposed to be able to drive after a stroke for a year. Oh my gosh! This doctor, this doctor. what's well, he's gone now? If he, if he was still alive, yes. Whoa, well, we have to warn the public. Yes. Gosh. So he yeah. got you back behind the wheel. We were all mad about that, by the way. You oh, remember? you were? Oh, yes, we were. We're like, she's not ready. <laughs> and then we prayed. And then it was like, I only have to drive from the back of the building to, to the, the front. front. Oh, like, praise Jesus. Okay. Oh, course, so, yeah. Yeah. Your job was like yeah, just across the street. Just yeah. across the street. So we were like, thank you, Jesus. Because yeah. we didn't feel like you were ready. And but, that was before. But we you know, I drove to work the day of the stroke. No, you did. Yeah, go back to that. Yeah, I had a. Um, I had just come from California from visiting my mom for Thanksgiving. I remember? Yeah, I came home. I was emptying my luggage and I was doing my laundry. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I felt like I was drunk. Mm-hmm. I remember this, like thinking back. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was drunk the mm-hmm. night before. I think. And I, I what think. Is, I what does drunk feel like? Because like you're stumbling. Yeah, like you disoriented. You were disoriented. I was disoriented. Yes. I couldn't think clearly. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get everything together, mm-hmm. and I felt like you know blurry, like so confusion, confusion, confusion just um, not pulled together. Yeah, I was stumbling around my house because I saw I sent evidence of things that I failed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I failed. Yeah, yeah, I failed. 
And what happens, I went to sleep. And what happened is my coworker called me the next morning mm-hmm. because I didn't show up to work. Mm-hmm. And when she called, I couldn't speak. I was speaking like speaking gibberish. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. she couldn't understand me. Mm-hmm. So what she did was because the company I worked for, I lived there too. Mm-hmm. She called the manager of the complex that I live in and told them to come and do a wellness check on me. Mm-hmm. I came and knocked on my door and I just thought I was fine, but I wasn't. The people that knocked on the door, they put their eyes on you, mm-hmm. they spoke to you, and then they just left. Then left. From the, um, from the wellness check. Right. Mm. So when I, I got myself together real fast, evidently I wasn't that together because by the time I got to work, my coworker was like, oh no, you're not correct. You're not right. Something's mm-hmm. wrong with you. Mm-hmm. She said my ponytail was crooked. <laughs> I couldn't speak. I still couldn't speak. And I don't mean to laugh, but I know that then you wore the clip-on ponytail and you always had it centered in the the top. It was perfect. It was perfect. So for her to say, wait a minute, she's off-centered. It's off-centered. She's something going on. She said, oh, no, 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 you're not. And I I still couldn't speak clearly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they called the ambulance and the ambulance came and got me from work. So, so folk, Mm. here's what I want you to understand. Um, Rashonda was like totally, totally blessed. The Lord was definitely with you on many angles because you could have been asleep and never woke up. Yeah. You could have been driving and had a car accident, but by God's grace, you made it all the way to work. The symptoms of a stroke are loss of muscle strength in the arms, leg, or face. And it's usually on one side. Mm-hmm. It includes confusion, numbness, And it's usually, again, on one side, difficulty speaking or understanding what's being said, difficulty walking, dizziness, loss of balance or coordination. Mm. Sometimes it has a severe headache attached to it and weakness or loss of consciousness. Praise God. There was no loss of consciousness as far as we know. Mm. But all of the indicators were there that you had fallen had knocked some things over by a miracle, drove to work, got to work and praise Jesus that your co-worker was there to greet you and call for an ambulance yes. because that saved your life. It did. The Lord saved your life. We know yeah. that. But her call when she did, yes, it did. the doctors clearly said that saved your life. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So keep talking about it. Yeah. And my face did droop on one side. My, one side of my face was drooped. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. It was true. Yeah. And so I ended up going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And do you remember I, getting in the I mean, you remember getting to work. You remember, I remember getting I remember getting to work. I remember getting in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Did you know and, what was happening? Or we didn't, didn't know that. Happened? I didn't know that. We didn't know what was going on. I still didn't think it's stroke or anything like that. Shelly saw me. And I could see what she saw, but she was alarmed. Yeah, yeah. I guess my face had drooped. Yeah, one time. I think I I think I might have sounded something a little bit in the mirror that morning, but I was pressing on trying to get to work because I was late. Yeah. All I could think of, I was late to work, I was late to work, I was late to work. And uh, she saw me, I didn't look right. Mm-hmm. And I went to the hospital, and the only thing I remember was telling Shelly to call you. Mm-hmm. Call my, no, not call my mom, call you. Mm-hmm. So you call my mama. Mm-hmm. I told her, call you mm-hmm. immediately. And I remember giving her that information. Mm-hmm. She made sure my person, I myself, was in the ambulance with me. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the hospital. Mm. And then they said I had several mini strokes at first. Then I was like, no, 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 you have a massive stroke. You had a stroke. Yeah, you had a massive stroke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember saying that in the in the ICU room when you go downstairs and have that 
uh, x-rays and all stuff done to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have several mini strokes. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 you had a stroke. Wow. I remember wow. thinking, I was like, what? Wow. It still wasn't resonating. Yeah, of course. But I was glad I made it to the hospital. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, we all were. And it was like, it was almost like a peaceful time. Like, you know, when you go to the hospital, you can't worry about anything anyway. Yeah. You can't do anything but rest and, and let them work on it. And let them do what they got to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. I remember being almost peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I said, no, you was there. Yeah. Yeah, but never left, mm-hmm. honey. I was yeah. praying and, ooh, praying and laying hands and praying and rebuking yeah. <laughs> I was like in the name of Jesus yeah. and I was like Lord no 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 Lord please we've had too much yeah. loss don't take my sister no yeah so when the doctors came in they said you know again that you had had the stroke that you had they were waiting because there were two blood clots and they just did not know which way it was mm-hmm. gonna go and I was like, the devil is a lie. We rebuked that. But I reported, you mm-hmm. know, to your mom and, you know, brother, so that they could know what was happening. But um, I think we all were just stunned and shocked and just believing God. Yeah. Believing God. We was just Lord. And we know, you know, we had a sister who had an aneurysm yeah. who survived it. Um, but we also just had the loss of someone our age yeah, yeah. who went to bed and did not wake back up. Yeah. You know, so we know that, you know, God has his timing and that we can trust in him no matter what, but we're so thankful that um, he preserved you for such a time as this. this. Hallelujah. Yeah. He preserved me for righteous rambling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And women walking mm-hmm. anew because that's, you know, it really shifted all of our lives. Mm on some level, you know, navigating through this. Yeah. Yeah. So just thinking about um, health disparities in black and brown communities, what, what message would you share with our listeners about navigating, you know, the symptoms Um, that concern us? I would say to make sure you make your doctor visits. Mm-hmm. And make sure you follow up with your doctors if you have any concerns to ask all the questions you need to ask. Mm-hmm. All the questions and follow up. And if you need to get a second opinion, get a second opinion. Yeah. See someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Now I did I don't know if I asked all the questions afterwards, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yeah. When I went back to see the doctor, because my mom made me go back and see the doctor mm-hmm. to manage my medication. All I wanted to do was drive again and get back well and get back to work. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking about all the other stuff. You were thinking about survivalism. Yes, yeah. I got to work so yeah. I can have a place to live yeah. and have yeah. my bills paid. Yes, yes. You know, and that that drive yeah. got you to work, yeah, yeah. you know, while you were stroking, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I get that. That's something we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's like we, especially women. But I did have someone that advocate for me, which was my mother. So I was just having that. Someone there to advocate for you as That's well. Right. If you're not if you don't know all the things. Yeah. And to be pushing, willing yeah. to accept that kind of assistance. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know that you wanted all of that. I assistance. did not. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 
Well, you know, my mama don't play. Yeah, yeah. Play. You were a tough patient yeah. <laughs> for all of us. But you had people around you who yeah. loved you. And I praise God yeah. that your mom had the capacity yeah. to leave California yeah. and come to Atlanta, Georgia and be with you and to, to fight for her daughter. Yeah, she did. Because she, she did. did. Yeah. She yeah, did she that. Did. Yeah. So she pushed you. She did. Well, I mean... I know you and I have talked about this and I believe this is something you would say, um, but I'm going to say it like the other thing is, and you've alluded to this, we don't wait for the doctors to call us to tell no. us about our health. We 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 need to be our own best advocates exactly. and ask them, okay, great. I still want to see a copy of right. my, exactly. my blood work. That is a takeaway from this. Yeah. Yeah, that know, is a takeaway. Yeah, because you know, not every doctor has our best interests at heart. Right. Imagine that, black people. Right. Well, women. I mean, we already see what the government wants to do with right. women. They want to control our bodies mm -hmm. and navigate our bodies for us. But this is something that should be very simple and basic. Your numbers raise or shift when it comes to diabetes, when it comes to cholesterol, yeah. when it comes to blood pressure. Why didn't the doctor or his office, office, we don't even know where the hole was. Exactly. You know, but if the doctor saw you once a year, he should have been asking you if it was his office. Right. Did you get your prescription? Did you blah, blah, blah. He right. didn't even do that. Mm -mm. So I say the buck started and stopped with him. And that was a system that says that Rashonda's life and how many other people's lives was not in good hands. So yeah, I want to go back and think because I really can't remember. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that maybe my medication ran out. That's when I was trying to contact him when I found out that he had passed on. Ah, I think gotcha. it was my medication. Yeah, I was trying gotcha. to feel my medication. Wow, yeah, that's right. With him and not with Greg, with the hospital. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't see him any other time besides after I left the hospital. Okay. Before. When I was trying to get released, mm -hmm. they go back to work. <laughs> so I can have some more stress. Yeah. Yeah. I have stress to pay my bills. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me. Yeah, because I was out of work for four months. Yeah. And I didn't get no money for that. Wow. There was no income for that. Yeah. I didn't have um, short-term disability. Mm. I wow. didn't have any of those things mm -hmm. on the job that I had, mm -hmm. which I had been on a job for maybe not even a year. Mm. I was on a job from May. Uh, that new job I started the job in May. I had to start in November. Wow. I didn't have short-term disability. What I did have was, I did have a regional um, that, actually, they fired me. They let me go. I, they, I was off for four months. Mm -hmm. When it's time for me to return to work, they let me go. Mm -hmm. Then they called me back. Then they sent me to another property. Mm -hmm. that, I was grateful for that. That was prayer. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because yeah, they fired you and they yeah, had they to did. hire you back. They did. That was, you I had think to... I got two weeks of unemployment. Mm. That's how I was able to pay my rent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Mm -hmm. And then start all of them. No. I think I talked to the lady natural. She let me continue on with, with my tenure mm -hmm. to still be eligible for the for the uh, Medicare yeah. medical mm -hmm. coverage. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. Other than that, I would have to start over my new all over and wait for three months again. Yeah. Yeah. Wait my ninety days. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord was definitely looking out for you on mm -hmm. so many levels. So many levels. Man, man.
It's a miracle. Um, we counted it as a miracle and, you know, celebrated and praised God from your being cared for to your getting um, medication mm -hmm. to your being able to get back to work and to drive such a short distance to work. Yes. Yeah. But let's go all the way back before the stroke. Mm -hmm. Cause I think this is important too. Like as women, mm -hmm. especially, you know, and I mean, I think women in general, but in your case, you are a single woman. Mm -hmm. yes. You are responsible for you and everything yes. concerning you. Yes. And you live in, um, a place where other people are responsible for making sure your home is intact, yes. if you will. And so you had been navigating through all types of stressors yes. leading up to the stroke. Yes. You know, so what would you say in terms of taking care of ourselves? What are some things you could say to our listeners to either challenge or encourage them? Uh, first of all, your diet. Mm -hmm. I said eat a pound of butter. At least once a month or once every two months, mm. which my mother always warned me about because I put butter on everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> butter, butter, butter. Butter makes like it real better. butter. Not margin, real butter on mm. everything. Mm -hmm. And the way I used to go through butter, my mother used to always warn me. Mm. She said, Slow down on the butter. Mm. But I need it. <laughs> but I need it. It tastes so good. It's like, that's right. My broccoli's not going to taste good without broccoli. My green beans not going to taste good without butter. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, butter. I didn't have a lot of pork or anything. Or a lot of red meat. But the butter. Mm. The butter. Yeah. And the salt. Mm. The butter and the salt. Mm. So your diet, I would say, too. Your diet and... Um, Paying attention to your, your numbers. Yeah. Like you say, your numbers when you go to the doctor and make your doctor's appointments. And I believe you should probably should go to the doctor every three months anyway. I'll just go because of my medication. Yeah. But now I just think it's important, especially when you get to a certain age. Yeah, yeah. You know, your numbers change. You can't eat, you know, you can't eat all the things you used to eat when you were younger. Right. You can't eat all the things you used to eat. Mm-hmm. And then being diagnosed with what they say is high blood pressure or diabetes. You really have to have high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. I would say, watch your numbers. Pay attention to your numbers. Or go to the doctor to even see about your numbers. Yeah. That, that first. That, that first. Yeah. yeah. Go to the doctor. Check the doctor so I can see and keep up with your numbers. And know what the numbers mean. Yeah. I still don't know what the blood pressure reading is. Wow. I don't know what high blood pressure readings are. You haven't had your blood pressure checked to see what your numbers are? I've seen it, but I don't know what it means. Like, if I check my own blood pressure, I wouldn't know what... Such and such of this high number of the loan or what that systolic means. and the diastolic. Yeah, none, none of Girl, that. you better go on Google. That's right. None of that. <laughs> I'm just saying what it was, it sounds like foreign language to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it does to other listeners as well. Right. Right. So I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. But I would say pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Or your um what's the other numbers for your diabetic? Mm-hmm. Uh Sugar levels, the sugar levels. That's the another cholesterol. The cholesterol level. What's another number? That's another name for the sugar levels. Ah, yeah, uh, I, I know you what know, it is. I can't talk. think of it right now. But they always talk about it. Yeah, you see them all on commercials now because yeah. now the commercials talking about the medicine. Yeah. Remember back in the day, they didn't even have commercials for medicine. <sighs> we didn't even have commercials for medicine Not back the in the day. Way we do now. Like now, they got all the medicine on commercials. Yeah, we didn't have those yeah. commercials back in the day. 
That means to me they want you on medication. That means to me they want you to pay your money and pay the money to be on medication. They show medication on TV like a commercial, like they want you to buy a hamburger. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. That's what the commercials are to me now. I mean, but it's pros and cons to that. Yeah. You know, some of us need to be aware of the fact that we should take medication. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. If you're going backwards, let's think more about what we're putting in our body so that we don't buy into, well, I could just take a pill. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I I got sugar. Well, no problem. I'll just take a pill. I'll just give myself a shot. Because I do know people that yeah. have diabetes yeah. that say, well, um, you know, I'm going to eat this, but by this afternoon when I get my shot, my number's going to go Right, down. exactly. You know, so they, they play with the numbers. Yeah, they really do. And yeah. and that's not the way it works either. Exactly. It don't work that way. Because with sugar, if your numbers do go high, the damage or blood pressure, I'm sorry, have blood pressure, if the numbers go high, damage is happening internally. Now you may be able to get your blood pressure down later in the day, but you've already caused damage to your arteries. Well, just like when I went to the doctor, my blood pressure was high a little bit. Every time though, just a little bit high. There was no indication after the third time I came in, my blood pressure high a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's no warning sign for you to warn me. Yeah. You well, don't want me. That is the warning sign, but not enough for them to care enough for you yeah. to say, look. What I need to do about yeah, it. Yeah, Rashonda, this is a warning. Right. You know. Oh, your blood pressure is a little high. Because I heard that all the time, so it wasn't out of order to me. Yeah, yeah. It was normal to me. Okay. That's it. It might be just to that because I was nervous about coming to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, some takeaways again for those of you who are listening in is yeah, it's one thing to go to the doctor. Well, number one, we need to go to the doctor. We need to go to the doctor. You know, um there are a lot of black and brown people in my life who don't go to the doctor and they say that they don't go because the people they know who went died. Well, if those people who don't go and take care of themselves, mm-hmm. death is inevitable. <laughs> right. So at least if you find out something in advance, maybe you can prevent that. Prevent, yeah. You know, so it's better to go and know than to just go and, yeah. and not know. We just had a friend to uh, lose an aunt and she died. Everybody thought everything was normal. Like they could not, there was no reason why she died. Why if she was fine, she went to bed and she didn't get back up that mm-hmm. next day. And they just got the autopsy back today. And the autopsy showed that she had heart disease. So she had been living with heart disease, but the cause of death was uh, uh, an embolism, um, a blood clot. And so, yeah, we, and she went to the doctor, you know, and so that, that could be an issue of knowing and not doing what is necessary Mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves, or it can be an issue of knowing and things just happen like a blood clot. You don't always know, you know, Um, but go to the doctor because you need to know Mm -hmm. and then follow up with the doctor, whether they follow up with you or not. Whether they follow up with you or not. Or not. <laughs> um, and be your best advocate, advocate by looking at your 
uh, medical records, understanding uh, what the numbers mean, being able to go back to your A1C. next appointment. I'm sorry, that's the number. A1C. That's yeah, the, that's, that's it. That's it. For diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, know what your A1C mm -hmm. is. Know what your good and bad cholesterol numbers are. Know what your blood pressure readings are. And then understand the difference between a systolic and a diastolic. We got the we got Google. Look it up. Google make us feel like we're going to die sometimes when we read stuff. <laughs> but it's better to no. know the language so that when you go in for your appointment, you can ask the doctor, what does this mean? What does it mean for me? Because it may mean something for you and something else for someone else. You just never know. But you got to be willing to advocate and ask for yourself. This is true. Yeah. That is that is the takeaway for me. Yeah. Yeah. And doctors aren't, you know, they're not God and they don't know everything. They are practitioners. Correct. They practice medicine, but don't practice on me. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and if they are practicing, it's up to us to go back and, and dig a little deeper to understand like, OK, what's going on here? So, yeah. Yeah. OK, thank you, Rashonda, for sharing a little bit about your journey. Um, yeah, I hope that our listeners can take away, you know, something from that and understand the importance of um, just being their own best advocate. Being your own best advocate. Yeah. And when you need help taking someone with you and even when people are saying stuff to you that you don't want to hear, just be open to listen. Mm, yes. If you got a friend saying to you, go get a mammogram, yeah. then go get a mammogram. Just shut them up. And benefit yourself at the same benefit time. Yourself. Yeah. If you're having headaches or you're feeling lightheaded, go see the doctor and ask them to dig deep. If they say, oh, we don't see anything, then ask them, what can you do uh, to look a little deeper? Because I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Get to the root of what's going on with you. Right, yeah.